In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Hello and welcome to your favorite podcast. No more is it the Defend Your Movie podcast. It is now the DYM podcast. And I am talking Woo-hoo. to all those. No, I, we're not talking to, to the Defenders anymore. We have the, the new and improved Dimwits, the DYM Wits. <laughs> I am uh, one of your hosts, and that right there was your other host, Andy Fiore, ladies hey, buddy. and gentlemen. How are you, kid? I'm doing well, thank you. Loving the uh, Dimwits. I already got somebody. Uh, hey, I'm listening to the Dimwits right now. I love it. Want to hear something great? I did a show in uh, Pennsylvania this past weekend, the same one you did, and somebody came and then like they. I don't know. If they didn't say hello. They didn't mention they were a fan, a Dimwit, but they wrote a comment on the uh, on the Instagram after after I did the show. Oh, I love it. And they were like, it was such a they're like, great show. I, I'm a dimwit. I'm like, and the episode had just come out like the day before. So I'm like, oh, that makes my day. I'm like, wow, you really are a dimwit. I love it. Um, Jared, taking the nation by storm. Taking the nation by storm. I even, I even tagged you in it, I think. But I don't know if it worked to show oh, you maybe the guy it. commented. Yeah. You know, you're not oh, really- yeah. No, I do remember. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Love uh, the dimwits out there. How are, how, to us. how are you doing? How is your uh, how is everything in general? Everything's pretty good, man. You know, we're both in New York City. It's been a weird week of weather. It's been boiling hot or torrential downpours. It's just like I know it's, it's, it's in like, with 2020 perfectly. It's like we're in the middle of the rainforest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, also, did you notice this? Uh, have you had any run-ins with the fact that we're becoming the safe place? <laughs> Um, what do you mean run-ins? Well, I mean like hearing about people like thinking about moving back cause like from LA or something oh, like hilarious. that's what I mean by run-in. Like I've heard of like a few different comics being like, maybe I should come back to New York because <laughs> that's will so you. funny. Cause now, right now I, I don't just want saw, you. Uh, yeah, exactly. I just saw on TV that, uh, we're now second to Los Angeles in cases. Yes. And, uh, we're almost third to Los Angeles and Florida in case in cases. And yeah. We probably I mean, have how many more people than those states? Exactly. Like, we're the big, and not only that, listen, gang, it's not hard to fucking connect these dots. New York was the epicenter at one point in the beginning of this thing. We did our job. We wore our masks. We stayed home. We socially distanced and we stomped or as I should say, flattened the curve. And yeah. now we're one of the safest places in the country. Everybody else who has a problem with doing all these things, look at what is happening. It's not hard to figure out. It's not hard math here. It just makes you, yeah. good, It's your civic duty. We can knock this thing out if everybody would just be a little responsible. And I don't mean to get preachy or anything, but the writing's on the wall. Uh, absolutely. It, 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 it could not be more apparent. And it just... It's just like really disappointing that people, because a lot of this is just going to, has to be, because here's the thing, man, like the logic that I have is that 
New York, we're forced to be next to each other and that we've had to take a step back and like stay home most of the time. People, yeah. There's people doing shitty things like the thing in Astoria and the thing in the Lower East Side where all those kids are close to East Village. Always going to be ha- happen, right? But most people in New York were like, hey, I'm Always going to be a bad Pete in the meat. <laughs> but here's the thing. My thing is this, if I'm in, even if I'm in Long Island, like, like, or, or, or if you're in Jersey, like that should be easy. That easy. should be easy because most of the time, unless you're with 15,000 people a day and in, in those places, you, which, which you're not like most of the time, if you're staying home, cause nobody's working in their offices anyway, you're in your car, you're not dealing with public transit. Uh, you go into a store, you wear a mask. It should be a no brainer to me. Like I'm not trying to like shit happens. Don't get me wrong, but this right. it's gotta be that people are thumbing their nose at it and, and saying, no, I refuse to wear the mask. You tell me to, to wear like, yeah, it, it, you know, it's become politicized and I don't care what side of the aisle you lie on. It's just look at the facts, dude. And I know you can say, well, there's all different numbers and it's not. The fact is that because I live here and we've gone through it when we wore masks and we still wear masks and we social distance, the numbers drop. And in yeah. all the places that are fighting against wearing the mask, saying this is my freedoms. It's like, yeah, of course, nobody's making you do it. But look what is around you. Yeah, it's not. It's so obvious. Anyway, I don't. People are gonna yell at us, but yeah, my right. People get mad. My buddy. Yeah, we're talking about too long. But my buddy lives in Arizona, and he's like, they're awful here. He's like, they're awful. He's like, yeah, they're, I mean, they're purposely. They really is a political thing for them, and they're not just like, hey, let me be courteous and not do this. You know, for sure. Come on, Whatever. have a little civic pride and help your fellow man out. Let's knock this thing out so we can all get back to doing what we love. Exactly. We we, we can get Andy in that right behind you is the shining picture. That's creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and, I, uh, to um, explain in Andy's Zoom video right now, I'm looking behind him. I see like a about an eight and a half by eleven photo hanging on the wall and and i was like what is that I'm like oh it's it's that party scene photo the very the last shining. shot of the shining yeah do they, when do they, they zoom it's a july 4th ball 1921 <laughs> you um, are a scary human being over there. <laughs> yeah i have this i have like uh max von sidow right when he walks into the uh the shadow of light beaming down from uh reagan's bedroom from the exorcist in oh my, my living God. room. Oh, friend, yeah, that's the famous shot. The famous shot of the beam of light. And Lori, Lori Palminteri, a, a confirmed horror movie fanatic, came over to my house one day. She was like, yeah, maybe not for the living room, dude. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not where you're entertaining. You know? Right, right. So the story behind this is I uh, this showed up one day a couple months after I ordered it and blatantly forgot about it. I think I got drunk one night. Went uh, on Instagram and they know what I like. And I went, yeah, I need that for my home. Because, buddy, this thing showed up and I had I got zero recollection of ordering this. And also talk about uh, what a creepy thing to show up when you don't remember ordering it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, totally, dude. It might be the number one creepiest picture to show. It would, the only way to make it creepier is if instead of Jack Nicholson's face, it was your face on the guy in the front <laughs> yeah. of the photo. <laughs> that's the point of like oh my god was i there was i in the shining mansion hotel whatever they need um, correcting what is you you, you you've been working you, you you work during the week you, you kind of keep busy anything else going on over there no what? busy with lots of radio lots of sirius xm stuff i actually did a show in central park last night which was nice 
to get back to stand up again. I had that little taste in June and then like another month off. So I got to do a, a set um, through stand up New York. They do these pop-up shows in uh, various places in central park. So that was fun just to get out and, and literally yell at a group of strangers in the park. It actually felt like real New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And, and, and what was the, uh, what was the outcome? Were there were people there? Yeah, it was pretty good. There's about 20 people there all just kind of sitting in a group on the, on one of the lawns in Cedar Hill and part of central park. And, uh, it was a little, I was nervous because it got really gray and cloudy right as I was going on. And so uh, my first kind of riffs was, I was like, I, yeah, this is great to be out here doing this again. I've never had a set be interrupted by a rain delay before. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I've been getting heckled by joggers and like little girls running around playing hide and seek. It was kind of funny and sweet at the same time. But <laughs> everybody there really enjoyed themselves. They're like, thank you guys for doing this. It's just a cool, you know, thing that we don't have anymore. So the fans were fans. The audience was very appreciative. The comedy and fans. So everybody was very sweet. And uh, I got to see some of our comic buddies and people I haven't seen in a while. So that was a nice little midweek break. I I don't think I talked. I, I did that show in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, I didn't talk about it yet on the podcast, right? I don't remember. I, I'll tell you, man. I, I did it. It was that same one you did. It was that Soul Joel one. And it was like, I was actually kind of apprehensive about doing it because my last set was that one I did at the Astoria Diner in the parking lot where oh, right, right. most of the audience's cars. And I really, you know, I... I kind of do whatever anyway. I kind of riff a lot and do crowd work sure. and I do jokes, whatever. Yeah. But, but I did not close. prepare even mentally for that story of thing. And it really didn't go well. And yeah. I really should have prepared more and really got my, in, in the mindset for it. And it was also my first time back on stage. But I, after 10 minutes, I was like, can I get off? Like, it was like that kind of, right, I was yeah, yeah. actually yeah. kind of like embarrassed. Like I didn't think I would be cause I was like, who gives a shit? It's at a diner. Uh, well, you still have pride and yeah, you know, exactly. So leading up to this Jersey show, I mean, this, uh, Pennsylvania show, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I, I gotta do 45 minutes. How is that even going <laughs> to, that, dude, that's how I, I went the same exact way. I did the diner show and then yeah. I did the headlining show and I was shitting my pants getting to 45 minutes. And I basically told myself this. well, I went up and I just made Joel is our friend that runs the show. Soul Joel. He's great. And, yep. uh, I made fun of him for like five, as long that's as I could. I do that in normal times whenever he hosts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just made fun of him. And then I was like, I'm not going to look at my watch or anything, or I'm just going to go, go until I feel that. And, and luckily this audience was like phenomenal. Like that. Like, yeah. like I'm not yeah. even putting it on me that like, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm good. Like, I, don't, I don't think I'm a shitty comic. I don't think I'm amazing. I think not. I'm good. Uh, and Here's a good, here's a way to put it, buddy, I, which I think is, here's what we are. Um, you and me, we're not Michael Jordans, but we're, we're in the professionals. We're in the NBA. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I absolutely believe that. And that's how I feel about, um, that's when I was up there, I was like, Oh, they're, they're, they were dying to see something so much. They were phenomenal. Like they were great. Yeah. Well, which is great when that happens. That just two yeah. come together. So I did as much time as I could. I think I did about 45, maybe a little bit over. And then yeah, I, was I like, came in at 43 and yeah. I felt like I was racing through it. Yeah. I, I just purposely, 
I tried to, I had my quarantine jokes. I did those. I riffed on those. I tried to come up with new, like I tried to be as loose as possible. So I would have fun. So it would come off fun, I guess. Like that yeah, was my thought yeah. process. Of course. And then, and then I'm, I'm just glad it worked out. And then it actually made me want to go up more. Like I have a couple I of things. Know. I have a That's couple things this weekend. That's the hard thing. I have two things this weekend. Another one of the story. I'm, I'm going back to the Astoria diner for a, a benefit show to re- try to redeem myself <laughs> to try to, try to have that second bout and try to do it. But anyway, so it was fun. And then also, God damn man, getting out of the city is so fantastic. It's so oh, great. It's the best. Even though I, I think I was, th- my, my lease is up in October. I've talked to you about this and I, uh, I'm probably going to stay in Queens, but I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I tell you, I was uh, had a funny kind of thing yesterday, and it's movie related. I um, I've been stepping up my cooking game a little bit in the quarantine, but I've really uh, been a bachelor for most of my adult life. So my cooking utensils, my cooking wares, very basic, bro. So I said to myself yesterday, I said uh, I'm gonna go, or maybe this was Tuesday. I'm gonna go and get some new pots and pans nice. upgrade my kitchen supplies. So I walked over to this place in our neighborhood home comforts. They're my go-to for any stuff like that you need for the house. And I'm, I'm walking there and right on my street are these three beautiful girls, like mid twenties, just stand, not stand there sitting on the steps and just kind of in bikinis. And I wanted to do that thing where I just like walked by and then did the Ferris Bueller where I turned around and just went, Hi, Andrew Fiore. What, <laughs> <laughs> he's running through the backyards? Yeah, and I got nervous and I just ran away. And I had that thing in my head where I go, all right, if they're on the way, if they're there on the way back, I'm going to say something because I'm trying to just be more confident with women in my right, life. You know? Right, 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 right. If anything, the quarantine has taught me, it's that it doesn't matter. So just... And- Take a flyer on something. Just, just think, of, think, think of the right. It doesn't matter if you it talk to these matter. girls. So, of course, they were gone when I came back. And uh, there's, yeah, very anticlimactic ending to that story. But I just but, thought, in my head, I just thought the Ferris Bueller move would be funny. Because I literally walked by and then almost turned back. And but, just, but, but at least they put that thought in your head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at least, I don't know what you mean. We're, we're, we're very similar in these regards. Like, I have that as well. I used to be good at opening up conversations, but not closing any kind of deal yeah, with a yeah, number yeah. or, you know, it was bars going home with somebody. Like, I was always like, it would always be me. Like, I'd be very charming up front. I'd be cool. I'd hang out with them. At the end of the night, I'm like, okay, great. Nice meeting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like a jackass. Nice to meet you guys. All right, all right, gals. All right, get home safe, gals. Later, dude. Later, dude. Later, buddy. Later, pal. <laughs> just like you know, just being a jackass. So I'm trying. Yeah, but now, hey, buddy. Now maybe they're. I now I know they live on my block. I think so. Maybe yeah, I'll so see now them. you can stalk them. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, now you can. I also bought binoculars at Home Comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home they had these uh these like these bugs that you put in people's houses to hear what they're saying <laughs> almost like the fbi yeah home uncomfortable home just, home, home uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> uh um speaking of the fbi i started watching uh i want to go back to talking about um confidence but i what well this actually kind of fits into it mafia guys are very confident <laughs> They're a confident um, group. There's some new Netflix show called Fear City. Have you seen that? Has that popped Fear up? Fear City, yet? no, but because I need something new. 
Dude, it's like I watched a couple episodes. It's pretty good. It's like a well-produced uh, – it's stuff that you probably know about the mafia already because – I can watch that shit over and over again. Though. Same here. Same here. So it's about New York in the 70s and 80s, and it's so about it. the five families. And it's about more about what the FBI did. Okay. Uh, and one, if I can tell you just one of the quick stories, there was one guy – where it was one of the enforcers of like, you know, the Bonanno or, or, or Gotti or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, they, had, they, they figured this. Oh, they went to go to Paul Castellano's house. That's what it was. It was Paul Castellano's sure. house. And he wasn't there, but his right-hand man was there, and they didn't want him in the house. But they didn't want, like, the technician, which was the FBI agent in the house. They had this guy they interviewed that was, like, known for get, being able to, like, blend in again in people's houses, like, and be just really just undistinguishable from, like, like doesn't look FBI, just, you know, gotcha. like, a, yeah. I guess a likable face or, like, a guy just blends into the crowd, you know? So he was the one they would send on these missions. So they sent him to Paul Castellano's house. They knew Paul Castellano loved cable. So they, like, like oh, cable and technology and all that. He always had the newest TV and phone stuff, right? He's yeah, the fucking in- Bobby Kelly of the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, they per- they made they fucked up his wiring like uh, you know where the wire connects on purpose so they, on purpose so they have yeah, to yeah. so he'd have to call and get a technician down there. Genius. So the technician comes down and he and he goes, oh, I we have to make an appointment. And they go, we won't make an appointment. We do it now. And he goes, all right, I'll do it now. And the guy opens up the thing and he and he goes, I took a risk. The guy, the technician, FBI agent goes, I took a really big risk. I asked the enforcer. I go, if you help me with something, I can get out of here way quicker. And he goes, what's that? He goes, what do you mean? And he goes, you got to hold this flashlight for me while I do this. And so the mafia guy held the flashlight for the FBI guy while he was installing the bug into the cable system. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that, I always, I thought that was a genius. I thought that was so great. I'm like, these fucking idiots had no clue they were being listened to or watched. Actually, I guess sometimes they did because they had another story about them ripping out a wire or whatever it was. All but, right. Fear City. I'll check it out. Fear I love City. all that shit. Check it out, man. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what I think I'm going to go by from now on. I'll just uh, have the confidence of a mafia guy when I'm talking to to girls. Yeah, you got to have that mafia guy confidence. Um, I uh, started uh, learning Spanish, and I started doing Babel. I'm doing Babel on my phone. How every is time. it working? I think uh, muy bueno. <laughs> 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 Thanks for teeing me up for that. <laughs> I think it's good, dude. It's like it, it, a lot of my learning is it sends me right back to high school where I immediately think to myself, I'm like, oh, I could just skip this or like, I don't need this. Like, yeah. I'm not a good student, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to be learning yeah. this and I know a little bit already. And uh, I, I think I'm going to just try and stick with it because I just want to get conversationally good. I don't need to really write it down or anything like that. So this is kind of like, well, they teach you the verbs and the, you know, the prepositions and all that stuff. I go, ah, I don't need that stuff. I just want to be able to talk, you know? So that'll help you talk though. Yeah, I guess so. But they give you quizzes at the end and I'm failing them and getting them wrong. I don't uh, know. I know what you mean because I downloaded Babel a while ago and just, I was like, I'll do this. And I never did it. And I did the free one. I didn't do the pay one. Right, right. Um, so I paid for three months. So I'm going to at least do my what I paid for and see where I'm at. 
So why don't, um, we do, why don't we do this? I'll do it as well. And then this will become a Spanish podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or si, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's the one fan. thing I always wanted to do is like learn Spanish. I think it's kind of, it's getting to the point where it's like, you, you should, if you live here, you live, and especially in New York city, it's like, why not? Why not? Do yeah, this, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, been doing that. I got my fourth lesson and final lesson of the week. I'm doing it Monday through Thursday, taking the weekends off. Oh, wait, so how, how long do you do it a day? Like an hour a day? Yeah, you can do as many lessons as you want. So I do it for about an hour and then you kind of review it. So I think it's sticking a little bit, but it's also that thing where I don't have anybody to talk to. So yeah, I don't want to forget what I've learned, but maybe I'll do it. And I'm then giving we, it the college try. So maybe I'll do it. And then we'll, by the time, should we do this? I'll download it. How much is it a month? It, it's not expensive. It was like 30 bucks for three months. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Maybe I'll do this. I'll do it. And then by, and, and, and after the three months, we'll try to have a five-minute conversation in Spanish on that's the podcast. Buddy, five minutes is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A three-minute conversation in Spanish. All right. If you think that's better, that's still a long time. <laughs> but I'm saying after three months of learning it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll do that. In October. In October. We just do. We'll come out of it. Yeah, that yeah. would actually be a pretty good. Maybe I'll do that. That's funny. Maybe. But yeah. Hola, to... hola Andrew. <laughs> Mia, uh, yeah. Mia, Miamo Andrew. Uh, but speaking of ladies. Speaking you, of speaking. Speaking of speaking. Speaking of language. Have you. I've been still doing the apps. Now I'm just. Now I'm just like racking up conversations on the apps. <laughs> Same here. It's so funny you mentioned that. I, I got a whole bunch of likes and then... Uh, I yeah, just, I think there was like a spike because I had the same thing. Yeah, there was a spike, right? Yeah, yeah. And then here's one thing I have this issue with. I have now matched with this one girl, Jessica, whoever you are, <laughs> three separate times now. And this is Bumble, so they have to make the first move. I go, yeah. hey, Jess, if you're not going to say hi, stop matching with me, <laughs> sweetie. All right? Because every time I'm like, oh, this girl's cute. And then I'm like, oh, it's fucking Jessica again. <laughs> it's like, come on. She's, you're wasting my, I mean, you're not wasting my time, but still it makes me angry. She's your white whale. She's your jaws. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, a lot of the same thing this week. I just, uh, I was swiping and I had a lot of likes and I'm midway through a lot of conversations that I've just abandoned. That happens. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you, man, I've been talking to, the, uh, to this girl too, uh, recently. That's really cool. And nice. it's weird. Like, I think what kind of helped it is that um, one day, oh, we were, she was like on the app one day. She was like, do you have any, any like horror, horror stories from the apps? And I go, or dates from these apps? And I was like, I do have a couple. And, and she goes, lay it on me. I want to hear it. And I go, do you want me to call you? Or do you want me to type it in? And she goes, call me. It's easier. And I called her one day just on a, whim, on a whim, but I mean, I called her and we talked on the phone for about a half hour then. And then we called, talked another couple of days, which was yet last night and a couple, couple of days later over FaceTime. And then now it's talking. been, now we've been talking, you know, like it's, it's, that's how it happens. That's how it happens. I think it has something like that has to happen. Like I think it's like, it has to be something natural. That's what I think I'm going to yeah, do you from all you these still things. You need a little bit of uh, that, that luck in love, that little sparkle twinkle in the air that something weird happens and it just triggers something else. Yeah. But I told her my, have I told this? I haven't told, probably told this story in the podcast because we just started not doing movie stuff. I, the one, did I tell you that story? I ever tell you the 90 day fiance girl story from my the date from Bumble one time. 
<laughs> I don't think so. Do you want me to tell it? You want me to tell it? Fresh my memory. So what happens is, I'll, 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 tell the, I'll tell the quick version. I'll tell the quick, okay. quick version. Right. Do you? Do you? Good, you're married. That's uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this, okay, so cut to a while ago, probably like a year ago. I go on a date with this girl and it's terrible and I'm talking, I'm there for three hours and uh, two and a half hours and she's not asking me anything about me remotely. Uh, it's only, it, it's me. It's me just asking her question. I the question. I'm running out of things to say. Yeah. She really has nothing going on. She even mentioned her dad worked at like area 51 and I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And then I'm <laughs> oh, like, you? Yeah, and I, and I knew I wasn't going to be like, Hey, does he met an alien? But I was like, that's why you hung out. Now I know why you stuck <laughs> in it. <laughs> but listen, so then I'm going to get point, to meet this guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, I, I did kind of think that while we were gone. Anyway, so then what happens is she mentions at one point that she has um, herpes. A, a, no, a 90 day fiance uh, um, uh, Instagram account. Like she does memes of 90 day oh, fiance. Oh, okay. And at this point, I had never seen the show. So during the date, I just said, yeah. oh, I just kind of like let it go. I was like, oh, that's cool. You get to do that, whatever it is, right? Then cut to, uh, I don't know, a little while later. And then Tracy, you know, Tracy Carnazzo has a 90 sure. Day Fiance podcast. She goes, can you do it? I go, I've never watched the show. But then I started dating somebody who watched the show. So I watched a bunch of episodes. So I saw Tracy again one day at the cellar. And I said, hey, I can do your podcast. I, I watched the show now. I've, I've watched it. And mm -hmm. she goes, oh, my God. And I go, I actually have a funny story for the, for the podcast because uh, when I was on the date with that girl, at one point I go, hey, that's cool. You have your meme account for 90 Day Fiance and then you have your corporate job during the day. And she goes, I just put the content out there. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And I've oh, never oh before God. wanted to just throw her in the garbage and just, like, and walk, just, just murder somebody. Puppy. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so then cut to uh, me and Tracy talking, and I go, I can do your podcast now, and I'll tell you this story. And I, go, I, and I told her the story, and she goes, oh, yeah, you have to watch out for those people because they, those fans of the show can be crazy. There's this one girl that goes by this, oh, and please, she stalked yeah. like three of the – the cast members and they oh. had to get restraining orders against her. Please let this happen. And, and it was that girl that I went ah! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I swear to God. I, I, the minute she said the handle, the Instagram handle, I was like, I lost it. Andy, I went, that's the girl. That's the girl. Oh my girl. God. Yeah. What a story. That's it's, amazing. Isn't that great? Isn't that so great? Oh my God. I, I was like, I was like, oh, my God. So I'm like, I dodged such a bullet on that because we, like, yeah. we just left the date, like, whatever happened, you know, whatever happened. Boy, happened. just goes to show you, yeah, anybody on TV, there's going to be some weirdo out there who's got an infatuation with him. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Sickies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, definitely there's some sick people out there. Oh, by the wow, way. Wow, what did, a did story. We, by the way, did we do a Seinfeld reference yet? <laughs> that was right there. <laughs> That was Elaine. That was a sickies. Yeah, that's sick. Oh, there we go. Oh shit! I but how yeah. funny is that? Yeah, I was walking by one twenty nine West eighty first Street the other day. <laughs> Were you really? No. Oh. Uh, um. It anyway. crossed my mind because I was in Central Park. I hadn't been in Manhattan in a while, and I was right on the Upper West Side. So I thought because uh, I I've gone by. Well, uh, Tom's Delicatessen. Oh but, no, it's Tom's well, Restaurant. Tom's Restaurant. Yeah. Oh right, right. Tom's Restaurant. But I think. Just to go by 129 West 81st was his original um, 
That was his address, address, but the building is in LA. The one they use. Right, right, right. The front of the building they use for him is in LA. Uh huh. Gotcha. They film most of that stuff in LA. Like they filmed most of those, like those, what do they call it? Well, that ruins the show for me. (laughs) Hey, I know they have, I think they have some stuff. Obviously it's gotta be New York, but I mean, I was just uh, not to just quote from the show, but the other day I've forgot to send it to you because I taped it off the TV on my phone. And it's just when Kramer's taking those uh, pictures of George, the timeless art of seduction. Yeah. I just love Kramer's pep talk so much when George goes, "Ah, I feel fat. He goes, Hey, now we're not going to do anything you're uncomfortable with. No? <laughs> we're just going to relax and have a fun time because you're a fun guy. Because <laughs> you're a fun guy kills me so hard. Dude, I found a – I watched the statue episode with the actor, the actor boyfriend of Rava. The one sure. – Rava's played by a woman who hangs out at the cellar. Yes, all the time. we know her, yep. Uh, and there's a weird line in that that I guess it's not even that funny, but I, I find it funny now because you just find these new things on the episodes and he yeah, goes, not one he of goes, my favorite episodes to be honest. I, I like certain parts of it. I think it's pretty funny. And then uh, I like when, when Kramer goes and shakes the guy down at the end and, and steals the, sure. the statue back. But at one point the, the actor guy who stole the statue goes, he goes, make dinner perhaps I can make you dinner. And, and then uh, Jerry out of nowhere when they're leaving, he's all pissed. And he goes, no, I don't eat dinner. Dinner's for suckers. That's what, that's what he says. I don't remember. And it's such a weird non sequitur line. It's just out of nowhere. I can't recall it. He goes, huh. dinner's for suckers. And they walk out because he's supposed to be pissed about the statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't watched Seinfeld in a little bit other than that one little clip because I've been playing Last of Us 2, I mean, day in and day out here, buddy. How is that? I mean, it might be the greatest video game of all time. I love the first one so much. Is that basically the video game version of the quarantine? (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It's, you know, uh, this thing is this like fungus infected the world and it turns people cuckoo. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's so good though. We don't have to really get into it, but that has been eating up my days and nights. So and you, are you so doing good. online or are you doing the campaign? No, I just do the story by myself. Story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm too nervous about teenagers to go online and get made yeah, fun of. That's where the I, play on, I play on like moderate, easy, you know, I'm still a 41 year old man and yeah, I, I know I don't want to get made fun of. Teenagers are the most terrifying on video games. Like they, yeah, even, sure. even in person, they're terrifying. Cause they're like, they have, they're like, it's almost like they're a bunch of ex cons. Teenagers are like ex cons. Cause like they have nothing to lose. Or sort of somebody who's like, or somebody in jail has a life sentence. That's the yeah. teenager. Like teenagers on the outside are like somebody, if you're in jail, this guy can just <laughs> shiv you cause he's got nothing to lose. And teenagers can just do whatever they want because they're yeah. minors and they're like, I can't get in trouble for this. You know, what are you going to do? You know? Cause you see him like, Oh, like I got bumped. I walked through a bunch of teenagers once on like third Avenue and I just kept barreling through and they were like, like they really were trying to fight me. And I was like, I can't fight the teenagers. I can't. Do no, that. no, I can't way. fight. I can, I can, uh, no, I can't fight. I can't really fight. Yeah, yeah, who are you kidding? I can't really fight. I can't, but I've, <laughs> I've never gotten like, have you ever gotten beaten up? I've, I've never gotten uh, beaten up. I've gotten punched, but I've never gotten like the shit beat out of me. Have you ever um, landed- I've taken some punches though. Have you ever landed a punch? 
Uh, yeah, I've landed a few. I, I've hung out in bars my entire life since I was 21 years old. So, you know, the Irish pubs and fucking characters I hang out with, eventually something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, the fact uh, that you look like a Nordic ship captain doesn't really help anything. Yeah. I like to, I've broken up more fights between like other, like a friend of mine and somebody else than I've been in. Um, but yeah, if like you're really, you know, fucking with one of my friends, uh, I don't know. I'll try and find the nerdiest guy and have a go with him. I would think that a lot of it gets shut down if you get involved because you're a big dude. Um, I mean, this is, yeah, we don't have a large sample size to work with. They are all yeah, very either, quickly. Yeah, no, I, that's what I mean. Because <laughs> I had, I've been only in a handful, but I'm, when I say fights, I'm talking about like drunk and mess fight. Like I'm not, exactly. I'm not fighting professionally. I'm not, I'm not starting <laughs> right. fights. I, I like, you know, I don't, you know. I think I I think I've instigated things after somebody has said something to me. Sure, sure. Like I'll drunkenly be a wise ass back to get myself punched or get myself grabbed. But like I've never. Yeah. And then I'm talking. Also, we're, we're old men, Andy. This I is know. Not, I don't think this has happened to me in fifteen, twenty years. You know, like it's fifteen years. You know, like I that. mean, yeah, maybe within the last five years. The only thing I can recall was uh, one of my friend's uh, brothers, who was this like kind of mean kind of drunk guy but if you were his friend and he knew you he was very sweet to you but outside like the regular bar flies if you just kind of breathed on him the wrong way he'd go what the fuck's that guy's problem he wants to fuck you what do you say yeah 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 dude relax nobody's nobody's thinking about it so one night he comes in he brings i swear to god a transvestite woman who it was a man and now she's a woman however that mathematics worked and uh, we're drinking late. It's kind of last call. And I, I walk outside to leave. And I see this transvestite beating on this guy, <laughs> John. And I run over. And I go, get the fuck off. So I kind of just throw her off him. Hey, crime. Hey, crime. <laughs> and and uh, I just kind of go, get the fuck out of here. And she was like, you don't, you don't even know what he said to me. And I was like, all right, leave him alone. This guy's on his back. And like, he couldn't defend himself. He was shit based out of his mind. Just, yeah, but just a mess. Since then, he has loved me and his brother has loved me even more. So whenever I go to this particular bar, this one guy will walk in and he'll go, Andy, this guy. And he's one of those bar flies who tells the story every time, 10 times. Uh, more exaggerated than it was that actually <laughs> happened every time. He's like, there I was. This <laughs> guy saved my brother's life. Five guys were attacking him and he threw every single one. I go, dude, it's not, I just fucking pushed like, the guy away. You're like, it wasn't even one guy. And it was <laughs> technically not even one guy. Yeah, it was a guy and a girl. Guy and a girl. <laughs> it was two. But I mean, it's it, anything, there, anything you need, we got you. So it's, it was kind of endearing in that way, but they've always loved me. And I, I, always loved like to the point where I've had other friends there. They go, Oh fuck, here we go. This story again. Did you yeah, ever but, find out what he said to the trans woman? No, no, never knew, but I'm sure it was something vile and racist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe he found out he wasn't, wasn't uh, exactly a trans. That's what I'm wondering about. That that's what be. I'm wondering. That, that that seems like that might be the uh, maybe that's why they try to gloss over. But I go, yeah, these five guys. Oh, five. maybe. Yeah, like maybe they try to they're trying to be like, no, 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 that's not the story. The story is. Oh, that's a bunch hilarious. of dudes. You know, like obviously, I, I didn't even think of that angle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure uh, he. Uh, yeah, I'm sure something like that happened. 
So, yeah, that, I, I, I try yeah, that's to the, that's the last everybody, skirmish man. that you got into. Yeah, that was the last uh, dust up. But I try, yeah. I try to be nice, man. There's no be kind and yeah, treat people how you want to be treated. Now, I know it's it's the thing about living in New York City too. Uh, you know, you and me, I, almost twenty years now. Jesus, yeah. is that it yeah. does jade you and it does give you a shorter temper. Even uh, I shouldn't say temper, a, a shorter temperament. Um, yeah, and where it's like I will go to my friends that I went to college with who live in like New England, and we'll I'll spend a weekend with them, and it'll just be like fun and jovial. And I'll come back and be like, man, why all the hate? Why all the short temperedness in New York City? Where you know, kumbaya yeah, it is a real thing in New York City. That attitude is a real, real thing. But what it also does is, it's like you're not getting shocked by anything anymore. So say oh, you, do, no. you do go somewhere else, and then somebody is acting wacky at a bar, or like this seems like a people in the suburbs might be freaked out by. You're like, yeah, this is nothing. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's true. A, a, a overly drunk guy or a weird, you know, weird character on the street. You know, nobody cares. Yeah. You ever just scream at the top of your lungs in the middle of Manhattan? Nobody turns around. <laughs> Nobody turns around. I was screaming. I, something happened comedy-wise. I got something I wanted or something once, and I started losing my mind in the middle of the street, screaming with joy. And yeah. nobody even looked at me twice when I did oh, that. that's years ago. But, yeah, it was pretty you know. Oh, that's nice. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just, yeah, just be cool with everybody. Be Absolutely. cool, Jack. Be cool, Jack. Relax. We're professionals. What movie? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Very good. Very the parking, good. The parking Very attendant, quick. who yeah. also I think was the, is he the drummer for Sonic Youth or he's the, one of the guitarists for Sonic Youth? Or no, no. Yes. I think he's hmm. the guitarist for Sonic Youth. Oh, I wouldn't have made that connection. Something like that. That guy's he and he has a weird voice in it too, because he goes, Sir, yes. relax. Yeah, yeah. We're professionals. <laughs> got this weird, weird voice. That's a great scene. That's such a great uh, so yeah, I, d- I didn't watch anything new this week. I'm gonna watch Fear City. I need some new recommendations, Dimwits. If you're out there, if you think I'll like something, throw it at me. You but also- I did catch the last half, and it's so fucking good. I just got suckered in again. I watched the last hour and a half because it's such a long movie of Magnolia. Oh, oh yeah. I think you just rewatched that recently, or I did. I rewatched it. Yeah, I think you did. And then I just caught it again. And God, it's so great, man. It's so great. What Paul Tom, what a talent this guy is, man, to write and direct these like, and he's a, he he was a young, maybe in his late twenties, early thirties, no older than like mid thirties making Boogie Nights and Magnolia. And there, I mean, just, I was just in awe and just watching everybody and the connections and it was just such a great film. I mean, it's, it's a the, downer, but it, it's the best thing that Tom Cruise has ever done acting wise. Hands I up. agree. I think he should have won best supporting actor. He should have, you know, that the, the story with him and his dad is just so, so great. great. Jason Robards is so good. I, who I don't think, I think died shortly after. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, I love filmmakers. All my favorite filmmakers use these kind of ensembles, great ensemble cast, you know, Julianne Moore and uh, Philip Baker Hoffman. Is that his name? No, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Well, you know what's I think of Philip Baker Hall, who's also no, Jimmy Gator. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you know Melissa Hardin, she's great. These guys like PTA, uh, what happens is when you do, and I, we might have talked about this before, 
that when you are doing, the less you're doing, it's like the quality over quantity thing really resonates when it comes to filmmaking. Yeah. Like, like when you find, you know, like, like look at the Tarantino, you know, like, like Tarantino, what, you know, that's why he has the idea of just look doing 10 and look at Kubrick. But I think, I don't know. I, I, I have to say like, when, if you put up Paul Thomas Anderson versus Kubrick, who do you like better? Ah, uh, that's so hard, man. Really? Oh God, it's tough. See, I love me, Kubrick so Paul much. Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson. I know I'm kind of leaning that way, which sounds like heresy, but if I mean, I love the shining. I love full metal jacket. I love eyes wide shut. It's I can't choose. Don't make me choose. Eyes wide shut. I think is super underrated. It is underrated. I mean, even 2001 is a beautiful, just aesthetically. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Strange love. Uh, the list goes on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. Well, this goes on. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, it's good you mentioned 2001 because uh, I, wa- I watched something for the first time, and it was an investment because of how long this movie is, um, that a lot of people have seen that I never – I should have watched when it came out, but I didn't. And it's also by another director who's amazing. Uh, I watched Interstellar for the first time. Oh, what would you think? Uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was I great. liked it a lot too. Uh, and forget I forget it's a Christopher Nolan movie. I guess I didn't know. I, I didn't know until when I it was like, Oh, maybe I'll watch Interstellar. And I think my roommate, he was like, it's Christopher Nolan. And I was like, Oh really? Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Nolan. it very much. I think uh, the aforementioned Lori Palminteri told me to watch it. And I did. And I, I loved it. I, you know, it's funny. I just did that gig with her and I said, I'm, I think I'm going to watch Interstellar. She's like, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but it, the thing about it is, is uh, what I wanted to mention is I think it's heavily influenced by 2001 Space Odyssey. I think it's oh, heavily. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, I sure. think the, uh, the, the TARS thing in it is, is supposed to be, you know, not, with, not Dave. What do they call it? Whatever the machine is. Uh, 2001. Then, but yeah, um, I know what you mean. I, and I think the vibe of it's like that. I think uh, even some of the shots, you know, and I think that, um, but I think it was good. I think it was kind of, uh, cause I also watched Ad Astra not that long ago. So I'm really going on like a, yeah. uh, like a, a long lost father kick when it comes to like, you know, uh, these movies and Ad Astra. Uh, I actually, I liked, I think I like interstellar better than Ad Astra. Yeah, I would say that too. Very different movies in in feel, but yeah, yeah. maybe because Interstellar has more personality. But I think story wise, and I think um, the only thing about Interstellar is that it's a very, very long movie. It's, it's a long movie. It's got that Christopher Nolan touch on it, though. Where you go, oh, all right, you're working on a few different planes of existence here you where you go yeah uh it's like it's it's inception in a way but much 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 easier to understand than inception Inception, sometimes you go wait where the fuck are we are we nine dreams deep i don't (laughs) fucking know well that's inception yeah that was like the point of the whole thing sure sure but interstellar gets a little bit like that i think he likes doing that kind of stuff but um i i think it's a great movie i've rewatched it once or twice you ever think of this? Um, Christopher Nolan movie plots are like Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting point. Everything, I can, everything ties in. Yeah, sure. And I mean, that's usually my favorite kind of stuff. Is I love a callback in stand-up comedy. Yeah, tie in. You know, Larry David is the Christopher Nolan of sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. 
Uh, Larry David came up this week in conversation with me and Greg. We're uh, me and Greg Stone, who I, we mention a lot. We um, we went and got an ice cream cone. Uh, <laughs> was it nineteen fifty six? It was so hot. I just went. Let's just get an ice cream. And he just goes, "All right, Mount Rushmore of your four favorite funniest people, not including stand up comics, right now." And I came up oh. with Conan O'Brien, Martin Short, Mel Brooks, and Larry David. Dude. <laughs> and it's that, a hard thing to narrow four down. But. That might be mine. That might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said you started with Martin Short, and I was like, no, you know what? I would, I would flip out. Um, Conan, Mel, Martin Short. Instead of Mel Brooks, I would put uh, John Candy. Oh, that's a good one. Not on my Rushmore, though. Um, would you, what about funny women? Ooh, that's a great one too. Carol Burnett, Julie Louise Dreyfus. JLD is on there for me. Uh, um, would, would that, oh, not standups. It can't be standups. Um, well, that was just what we did. Oh, you know who would be on mine? Bonnie Hunt. But like, just like Bonnie Hunt is so funny, but never like, <sighs> I, yeah, messaged, that's a great I one. messaged Bonnie Hunt on Instagram to see if she would do my radio show. I've also messaged Idris Elba, but he didn't write back. And William H. Macy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just randomly messaging famous people to do the radio show. <laughs> um, women is, I, yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know if the, um, is up there for me. Um, I, I really love, I think, uh, Kristen Wiig is really, really funny. Oh, maybe it'd be like an SNL person. You're right. Maybe somebody in SNL. You know who's um, – Kristen Wiig is really funny. A.D. Bryant's really funny. I don't know if I'd put her up there, but A.D. Yeah. Bryant's super funny. That baby – not the babysitting sketch. The one – the birthday party sketch, the sleepover one. She did it a couple times, once with Drake and once with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Where she's like the perverted 12-year-old. It's so <laughs> right, right. fucking funny. Uh, I always loved Amy Poehler too. She always tickled me. Amy Poehler is super funny. Yeah. Um, Betty White makes me laugh a lot. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I'm just, hmm. There's a lot. Oh, you, you know who I love a lot? Who I think is super funny is uh, Madeline Kahn from the Mel Brooks. Oh, you mean from Clue? Clue, uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Megan she's awesome. Stein. Yeah. Flames were burning up my face. What's Running down my face. <laughs> flames, flames. Um, Baby, yeah, dude. Three schnitzen grooving is my limit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Terry, uh, Terry Gar is great, too, in Young Frankenstein. Like, Mel Brooks always oh, does so a good great. job. So great. With funny gals. Oh, Cloris Leachman's funny, too. Cloris Leachman's very funny. Oh, oh how are we, you know, we're missing a huge one. Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Oh my God. She would definitely be on there. She would hundred percent be on there. Oh my yeah. SCTV, Schitt's Creek, uh, every, uh, you know, Oh my God. Catherine O'Hara would be right up there. Yeah. Yeah. So give us your, uh, give us your Mount Rushmore of funny men and women. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't have to stay. Well, yeah, let's do this. Don't stick to the stand-up cut because stand-up comedians is such a, its own thing. Give us your Mount Rushmore's of your, uh, favorite non- funniest. You know, non stand up comedians. And yeah, if you want to combine it, you can do two women, two men, or if you really want to get crazy, just do your Mount Rushmore, just your four funniest of all time. So, yeah. uh, 
let us know. To, to tweet at us. Defend your movie. Is did we change the handle? It's still defend, oh, no. your, at defend your movie. Uh, right? Defend your movie. Yeah, I gotta switch it up. Can you change the handle on Twitter? I yeah, I believe you can. And you All won't right. lose anything as long as it's available. Oh, okay. I'll do that today. So <laughs> unless there's another DYM podcast out there, I think we're in the clear. I think we're good. Um, yes, uh, at defend your movie, but also we're at uh, the DYM podcast on Instagram. So. Uh, Beautiful. Message us on that what your thing is, and we'll share your pics on our on our story. Do it, or do do a post on your story. Tag at the DYM podcast, and we'll share the story on the on the DYM podcast uh, Instagram. Yes. Also, and sc- tag us personally at Shawnee Time and at Andy Fiore. Yes, please, and subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Yeah, it let, helps. Let your friends know we, we you know we want to get this thing rolling. Come on, absolutely. Guys. We're let's, having a ball in the new format. I'm loving it. It's I love incredible. it. We're, let's talk still about. Always gonna sneak some movie stuff in there, but let's talk you know. about movies. Let's talk about dating life, huh? let's talk about life let's talk about andy's creepy picture again whatever you want to do whatever you whatever you want to do <laughs> it's movie related yeah yeah uh do you want to plug anything else also listen to our radio shows andy has one called the raw report that's every thursday at 4 p.m on Ooh. raw dog 99 and, and i has one. oh i was gonna oh go ahead all right go ahead yeah yeah go ahead i could have completed it sorry Shawnee has one on wednesdays at 4 p.m on sirius xm raw dog 99 called celebrate really fun show great idea with Kevin McCaffrey, and I was listening again in the car to Ted Alexandro and Liz Mealy. Oh, that's amazing! I wish I, yeah. I had to get serious. I don't have. I wish I, oh, you're an employee. You can get it. I know. I, I messed it. I tried to set it up, and it, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for doing this, Andy. I love you, of buddy. Of course. I do have one thing to plug. Actually, I just yeah. don't know the details yet. I'm supposed to be doing a drive-in show on Wednesday, July 29th in Philadelphia. That's all I can tell you because that's all I know so far. Um, my manager texted me today. said, hey, do you want to do this? I said, sure. Okay, I'll give you the details. So if you're in the Philadelphia area next Wednesday and you want to come out and say hi, I would love to talk to the Dimwits or the Defenders and you bring me a meet or eat. I would love it. Also, I have a show at QED the day this comes out. So if you're hearing this podcast, QED at 7 p.m. and the back garden. You can just ch- t- uh, search oh, for QED in Astoria. And then also on Saturday, I have one, another one. Watch me try to regain my title at the Astoria Diner Show Ooh, on oh, Saturday, this Bob Saturday. I know, we can hang out this weekend. Uh, and, and please, you know, tell your friends about the podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Dimwits, you're the best. Defenders, you got to switch over to Dimwits. You're going to become the Dimwits. Hey, one Sean, watch thing. this. Watch yeah. this. Adios. Hey! Look at him! <laughs> oh my God! We're, you're you're one eighty fifth there. There we go. Nailed it. Thank you, folks. Bye, Talk guys. to you soon. Bye.